0: Hello, everyone. and Thank you for listening. I'm Alex Gabriel. I'm a supervising associate in the insurance and construction team at Simmons and Simmons, and I'm joined by Felix Zimmerman, who is a partner in the team. We're talking today about the recent decision in Corbyn and King and AXA insurance, which was handed down on 25th of February 2022. I should say that we have slightly departed from our plan, which had been to discuss in this episode the Rockcliffe Hall decision about closed-list cover, but we wanted to deal with the Corbyn and King decision while it is fresh. Felix, could you tell us what Corbyn and King was about? Sure, thanks, Alex.
1: The case was about the scope of cover provided by a non-damaged business interruption extension in an AXA policy. The claimants were owners and operators of a number of well-known restaurants and cafes in London. The claimants were closed during COVID-19 lockdowns and also impacted by COVID-19 restrictions which were in place during non-lockdown periods. The claimants sought cover for business interruption they suffered as a result of those COVID-19 lockdowns and restrictions. The clause in question was triggered by the actions taken by the police or any other statutory body in response to a danger or disturbance within one mile of the premises. Two key issues in the case were, first, whether the AXA clause provided cover for loss resulting from government restrictions passed in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. This was known as the coverage issue. And second, if the AXA clause did respond, whether there was a single limit of uh, £250,000 in respect of all premises for any one claim, or whether there was a limit of £250,000 for each set of premises. And this was known as the quantum issue.
0: Thanks Felix. In the FCA business interruption test case the court analyzed non-damaged BI extensions by three categories. Those were disease clauses which cover BI caused by the occurrence of a disease within a distance usually one or 25 miles of the insured premises. Prevention of access clauses which cover BI caused by some form of authority action, and hybrid clauses, which are essentially a combination of the previous two. They cover BI caused by authority action in response to disease. How did the AXA clause in Corbyn and King fit into that framework?
1: The clause in question was a prevention of access clause. It was not identical to any clause in the test case, but it did share similarities with certain prevention of access clauses, which were held by the High Court not to cover business interruption caused by the COVID-19 lockdowns. Those clauses from the test case are sometimes referred to as the NDDA clauses, which stands for non-damage denial of access. The High Court found that the, the NDDA clauses should not cover business interruption caused by the COVID-19 lockdowns because, on their proper construction clauses responded to local-only events. The FCA did not appeal the High Court's conclusions to the Supreme Court, which meant that the NDDA clauses were not before the Supreme Court.
0: Thanks, Felix. So let's talk first about the coverage issue, which was, as a reminder, whether the clause provided cover for loss resulting from government restrictions passed in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. The Corbyn and King case was obviously brought following and indeed with reference to the FCA BI test case. Insurers in Corbyn and King argued that the similarities between the AXA clause and the NDDA clauses in the test case, which, as you just explained, were held not to respond, meant that the AXA clause also should not respond. Given those arguments, the first issue before the court in Corbyn and King Was really the relevance of the test case judgments and whether they should effectively prejudge the outcome in Corbyn and King. What did the court say about that Felix?
1: The judge reviewed each of the NDDA clauses and considered the extent to which each was similar to the AXA clause in the Corbyn and King policy. She concluded that each of the NDDA clauses was materially different from the AXA clause This meant that the High Court's decisions in the test case should not prejudge the outcome in Corbyn and King. Having decided that the test case judgment should not determine the outcome in Corbyn and King, the judge went on to consider the construction of the AXA clause. She found ultimately that the AXA clause should respond to COVID-19 business interruption losses. Uh, Remember that the clause was triggered by the actions taken by the police or any other statutory body in response to a danger or disturbance within one mile of the premises. The judge's conclusion was that COVID-19 within one mile was capable of being a danger within one mile of the premises as contemplated by the clause.
0: So the court concluded that authority action in response to COVID-19 could trigger the AXA clause. The judge then went on to consider causation issues. And this essentially involved revisiting the key causation debate from the test case. So as a reminder of that, In the FCA BI test case, a central issue was whether the cases of COVID-19, which triggered the insurance, so those within one or 25 miles of the insured premises were a legal cause of the business interruption. Insurers had argued that the case or cases of COVID-19 within one or 25 miles of the premises were not a but for, and therefore could not be approximate cause of the losses because in essence, the national response to COVID-19 would have been the same even without those cases. The Supreme Court disagreed with insurers in the test case. The court decided that it was appropriate in those circumstances to dispense with the but-for test of causation and concluded that the causal requirements of the clause should be satisfied by a single case of COVID-19 within the area specified by the clause. And the reasoning there was that that case in the specified area was, along with all of the cases of COVID-19, a separate and equally effective cause of the lockdowns and the losses. What did the court say about causation in Corbyn and King?
1: So the insurers argued that even if COVID-19 was a danger as contemplated by the AXA clause, The Supreme Court's approach to causation in the test case should not be applied to that clause. AXA's main point was that the Supreme Court's analysis was not given in relation to prevention of access clauses like the AXA clause, but rather only in relation to disease clauses. But the judge disagreed. She acknowledged that the Supreme Court explained its approach to causation by reference to disease clauses, but she decided that there was no reason that it should not apply equally to prevention of access clauses. This meant that but-for causation should be dispensed with for the purposes of Corbyn and King's claim. It was sufficient that a case of COVID-19 within one mile, coupled with other uninsured but not excluded dangers outside that area, namely COVID cases outside the one mile radius, led to the regulations which caused the closure of the businesses and caused the business interruption losses.
0: Thanks, Felix. So, as the clause was held to respond for the reasons you explained, it was necessary for the court to consider the quantum issue. And the issue here was essentially how many limits of indemnity should be available. The court decided that under this particular clause, there should be a limit of indemnity available per premises and per set of restrictions. What was the court's reasoning?
1: AXA had accepted before the hearing that there should be a limit available for each lockdown. So that issue was therefore not in dispute in this case. The judgment does not consider it, and it is not an authority for that. It was necessary for the court to consider whether the policy was a single policy or a composite policy, which is effectively a number of separate policies expressed in a single document. The court found that each insured restaurant or cafe business had a separate interest being the restaurant or cafe that each owned, and that in light of that, the policy was to be analysed as a composite policy. The court then considered whether each claimant was entitled to a limit of indemnity per premises. This was a question of construction of the wording. The court identified that the clause provided for interruption and interference with the business where access to your premises is restricted. The court's view was that the wording, and in particular the reference to premises, pointed to cover for each cafe or restaurant.
0: So the court concluded that the claimants should have a limit of indemnity for each premises, provided that there was a case of COVID-19 within one mile of the premises. Some of the court's most important conclusions, including whether COVID-19 could trigger the clause and the number of limits available, were based on the particular wording in question but nevertheless the decision is clearly a success for policyholders and for that reason it is likely to be referred to in other contexts including perhaps as further support for certain of the comments of Lord Mance in the China Taiping arbitration which we will discuss in a further episode.